0: Hello my friends. I hope you are having a excellent week, if not day, if not morning, if not evening if you're listening to it then. Hello Alana, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thanks. Tim, thanks for having me.
0: But yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. I mean, I think that was part of the vows. And Nigel, you are still on a laptop, so whilst I'm missing you from a close proximity point of view, it's nice to be able to just shut the laptop and cut you out when I need to
2: you have just discovered my highlight of corona (laughs) anytime there's a family gathering it's just oh reception click
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's so true it's um there's a whole lot of social graces being reformed or or social habits now i want to jump straight into a topic that is of high importance at the moment because it will be some people's reality it will be um probably on most business owners' minds at the moment and even if you're not owning a business and you're just listening to this for entertainment, what is wrong with you? But if you are listening to this, um, what happens when the worst thing happens? And obviously it's something that, let's put the medical stuff to the side, which I say every single podcast, that this has got nothing to do because people are having real challenges, i.e. dying from this. But we want to talk about the fear that's sitting in, people's brains every day when you wake up thinking what actually happens if I lose my business what happens if I've lost my income there's been a hell of a lot of unemployment it will continue to grow for the near future and then we'll have a correction and like all economies over the history of mankind there are ebbs and flows and these things happen doesn't mean they're not hard and really difficult and it doesn't mean there aren't people who get caught in that period of time where it will really struggle but we should talk through it because generally people who struggle through this period is more around um, not taking action in different areas even though that action can be significantly difficult and I don't want to even for a second think that uh, putting blame on anyone for who's you know there are circumstances that are really difficult to get through but you've got air in your lungs, you've got a pulse and you've got a brain, you can reinvent and we have to talk about this and Lana, I think we've gone through this a few times um, pre pre the world being topsy-turvy and talking about, you know, some of what we thought were our worst case scenarios ended up actually being probably the most liberating uh, experiences of our life. Yes. And uh, particularly around business, I mean, we've had some scenarios where we said if this is going to happen we are you know let's close the business down or let's you know get rid of everyone do what we need to do what what is generally do you think the hardest part of navigating that when you aren't sure whether something will be there tomorrow
1: yeah um so the hardest part from my point of view when the worst thing happened ...to my business, which I thought could possibly ever happen, it was twofold. One of them was when you when you know what's going to happen... ...and you know that it, it is in your mind the worst thing... ...is getting that drive to just keep going. To so every single day knowing what's going to happen... ...and every day having to wake up and go into work... ...and put in the hard yards without the knowledge of what comes next.
0: Yeah, and, and so... You know, we don't want to get into too specifics about scenarios but I think it's fair for people to hear that these things can range from when you're early on in a business, the Mm -hmm. worst thing that can happen is losing a client Mm -hmm. um, because it's so hard to get your first few clients or whatever it is. The second part might be losing a good client because as you start establishing yourself there's a type of client that you want to keep and ones that probably don't fit your future and you know that they're not probably going to be a long-term client so you're less affected by ones that don't. Um, I guess, fit your strategic plan or where your business is going forward because as we've spoken about in many podcasts is you should be outgrowing clients at some stage. You're If you're a self-funded business that's, you know, started from – grown sorry, grown it yourself and started from the bottom, so to speak, you're going to have stages if you're getting bigger and better as a company that you're just basically not going to be able to service some clients you started with. Yeah. But – and then relative terms, you can get to points where – Um, Particularly, let's look at the investment side where you've been seeking investment and you get close and then it doesn't happen for whatever reasons, which is a common thing in this sort of game. There's a lot of wheeling, dealing changes, last minute changes, but it's all relative. In this instance, it might be you simply can't operate your company or you simply don't have the clients because they're not physically allowed to get into ...your business or service and it doesn't matter how hard you're pivoting... ...it doesn't mean you're going to get the critical mass that um, you need to keep the business sustainable. So there's some really you know, difficult scenarios that people are going through. But it is that whole idea of so what do you do? What actually is the worst case scenario mm. and how to navigate that?
1: Yeah and so in this particular situation for me <laughs> the worst case scenario um, was and it was threefold... Losing investment, losing friends and potentially losing the business. That Well, actually I say losing the dream. Yep. And that happened to me. So well, I got a – Before
0: nice you one. jump on that let's because I want to go into detail of that but you said probably something that's really important not to jump over is losing the dream. Yeah. And I, th- I think we need to talk a little bit about that because that is probably the thing that is out of all of them the hardest one to calibrate because um,
1: – And that's exactly yeah. why I replaced – losing the business because I can always get the business back or start a new one. It was honestly the hardest part of it was I'd always planned to build up a company to sell it and I got to the fact that I could and I had to make a moral decision to pull the opportunity and more than anything it was the fact that I lost the dream that I worked hard for but I lost it on my terms which is such a kick in the
0: Yeah, and it's difficult, and you know, we'll talk about that scenario one day in detail because it, it that the scenario there was you were, at least had an illusion of control, or we had an illusion of control, which is you know what at the end of the day, the dream wasn't as um, important as what we figured the uh, the process and the way we wanted to achieve that dream and the the pain that goes with it, and, and it, it was a combination of both. Business, um, a combination of ethics and a combination of just things not feeling right to go forward, and it cost us, you know, millions of dollars. Actually, in that case, but you know, who cares? The money's no. replaceable, and I don't want to. Sorry, I'm saying that flippantly, and I know if I was listening to myself, I'd be like, "Get your hand off it, you idiot!" It's a lot of money. It's not that. It's it's the fact you have to live with yourself every day in a lot of scenarios, and when you lose a business, so I've had um, businesses in the past where. I've had to take three or four steps back as I spoke about in my 20s when you're you know, borrowing money, you're doing things and they don't go the way you want, what do you do? And how do you cope with that? And that's the thing that I think um, we, we're getting better at. But for those of you out there who are listening, it is, well, how do you recover? Because as you spoke about, Lana, it's how do you recover from deciding that dream is not worth the cost?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll give you the answer when I get it. Um, yeah. It's and it's it t- to me. It's a it was a day by day element. So I went through planning for investment, building for investment for about two years. So yep. it was a constant strain. Um, when it eventually didn't happen, I would say for about three. Well, it did happen. Well, you just
0: didn't take it. Yeah.
1: Well, at the end of the day, it didn't happen. So regardless yeah. of why. True. Didn't happen. Yep. I'd say it was about two to three weeks of relief coupled with just such tiredness. Yep. Finally it was over um, for better or for worse. And that's why this topic of well, what happens if the worst thing happens, I got a triple whammy of the worst thing that could possibly happen happening. And I'm so thankful that it did because… ...it gave me back the things that I realised that I needed... ...which is to be surrounded by people who I'm on the same level with. Yep. To be in control of what comes next. Yep. And to do something that I actually was make, makes me happy. And at the end of it what the situation was with that particular business... ...was not making me happy at all. It was horrific.
0: Yeah. So and these things happen even if you know what you're doing... ...and you've got experience in them. These things do happen. It just... You know, everyone evolves and it's no one's real fault. It's just that it doesn't work at a certain exactly. time. And I, I think this is when, you, when you're evaluating your life and business at the moment is probably this question is what would I actually do? Well, what do I do if I've got nothing? And now even delving into some of those big questions which is, well, let's just pull the reins a little bit there. It's not that you don't have nothing don't have the illusion of what your business was or where you wanted it to be at this point in time that's the only thing that's changed now the first thing is you also have to calibrate is was it something prior to this let's not let's it's like looking back at a relationship and going it was so good why aren't you still in it because we start to you know as part of the natural healing process of humans which is one of our greatest assets is you start to look back with rose-coloured glasses at situations. Now, if you don't go the other way, you're one of those people who gets worked up about everything and you'd you'd prefer to have rose-coloured glasses than look back with anger and (laughs) upset and regret because that's going to cause a whole lot of other psychological challenges for you. But I think we we spoke about it, Lana, is why now it's getting a little bit sick because we almost look for... ...things to change dramatically in our businesses... ...is because we know it forces you into new solutions.
1: Yeah, and to go back to the question but also onto that is what can you do when the worst thing happens in talking marks? Yep. If you look at everything that you have done or you could do... ...that's the way that I got through it.
0: Yep, you can sleep well at night when you know that... ...there's actually nothing more you could have done. It's just the situation now.
1: But also if you were yourself... So if I'd said yes to that deal, I actually wouldn't have been okay with myself, knowing what it would have meant at the end. Could I have done better through the process? Absolutely. Did I learn from the process? Absolutely. But it's when something bad happens, are you blaming everyone else around you or are you actually looking at yourself, regardless of anything else other people did, and say, what could I have done better?
0: Absolutely, and I think, There's probably something in that which is around the longer you spend analysing and blaming others, the more you're um, putting up a facade that you don't want to move on because you don't know what to do next. And you ask the question, well, will I ever get over this? And if the answer is I know one day I will, then turn off your ego and stop trying to take time to get over it. Why are you still costing yourself time? energy, money, get on with it and this is the whole thing and listen I'm probably a bit cold like that because when I decide no this is something I'll probably get over one day, it's a now thing. It doesn't mean I won't relive it sometimes and get angry when you know, you're know you feeling tired and vulnerable and you just want to feel angry but literally the steps start moving forward mm. and a lot of people don't. They take years to get over it and blame other people. Some people do it for a whole lifetime because the reality is is well, you really didn't have anything else because probably something in that partnership, something in that business was propping you up mm. and now that you don't have that, you don't have the ability to move on. So what is that actually saying about yourself? It means you need to pick up a new skill.
1: Yeah, and also if you're blaming other people, that's a huge, huge concern or issue because it has nothing to do with them. Even, I don't know, if, if you say got fired by someone, you can be really angry by them. Or you can look at all of your behaviours that led up to it, not as a reason, but so that you don't do it again in the next job or the next role. Absolutely. And I think that that's really the difference between when something bad happens, the response is if it's already happened, there's not a lot you can do about it, but you can make sure that when the same situation comes up again or you start to go on the trail of the same situation, who are you going to be? Are you going to be the person who's learnt from the first one yep. or are you going to be that person who relives what had happened in that situation, blaming everyone else and just reliving it again and again?
0: Yeah, and it's – I mean it's not easy by the way. It's really not easy to get that mindset of trying to look at the external and find reasons versus bring it internal and working out what you can take back control of.
1: You have to be really okay with blaming yourself and being wrong. Yeah,
0: or, or, or as we say, you are 100% responsible. And we, you know, push that whole thing in our companies is, is you are responsible for everything. Every person is responsible for something. I've got no time when people come and tell me why things didn't work and they saw it, saw it happening. I'm like, great. So as far as I'm concerned, you're part of this evaluation now of you're someone who let it happen. That's the one thing that starts riling me up is people who said, you know, you could see that was happening. I go, great, you're the next one on my list of if we don't need anyone, that's you because you are part of the problem. And it's people who don't take action but first of all yourself which is you knew there were things that you could be doing, you weren't doing it so well what else is there to say? And this is the whole thing of when you decide to elevate yourself to that level of responsibility – Things become actually emotionally a lot easier to deal with because
1: yeah, it's it, easy, and it doesn't mean that your actions are perfect by any means. No, and I'm I'm one who I don't really care about what your intention was. I care about what your output was or what your action was. But if you are able to, what
0: is, it? is it the 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 the, um, the road to mediocrity is paved, paved with great intentions?
1: I don't know if it's mediocrity, but sure.
0: Is it? Oh, <laughs> or i probably adapted a couple of sayings in there. Think, but anyway, it's maybe it's… the road it's
1: to hell is paved with good intentions. Really? Road to hell? Jeez.
0: Oh, that's a lot harder. <laughs> okay, well, well, I'll stick with mediocrity. But yeah, no, let's, let's go. go with that. Yeah, sure. Um,
1: it doesn't mean that your action's are always perfect, but it does mean that you are aware and you're trying to make changes or you're yep. making s- incremental changes of bettering your self or your behaviour or your output as you go along. It's… When something bad happens, what can you do so if it happens again, you have a better response or a better next step or a better outcome?
0: Yeah, and maybe this is a good time to bring – I've got this written in front of me and I am I was reluctant to whether I want to talk about it because I don't know if I want to go into that sort of area. But I think it comes back to the acceptance that people still don't accept they're dying. Like as a as a human, we're such a positive species that – we we know we've got this inevitable end like no one's been able to clock it yet like no one has survived this and it's a horrible thought cuz none of us want to be thinking about our own <laughs> our own existence in a in a timeline that literally we are all currently dying and we block that part out so we can just go through our daily lives and still just enjoy it and then you see as people get to different instances in life they recalibrate because you know, Even things like we're going through at the moment with the COVID-19 but when people have health scares, when people do this, they completely change the way they view things. But the same thing's happening with our companies. Your company is going out of business and that's it. It doesn't matter. It's a matter of whether it's tomorrow or it's a matter in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100. But there's literally a handful of companies that have ever survived more than 100 years 200 years, it drops down to a couple. And we were looking at it just today because we, Lana and I were doing some discussion and Nigel, and we we're just saying, Hey, what's the oldest company in the world? And we're like, Oh, right, construction company in Japan, 567 AD, wonderful. Never knew that because never bothered to look up. But it just shows you. And I, we were listening to Jeff um, Bezos a couple of weeks ago and he was saying the same thing. He goes, Amazon will one day go out of business. And you look at it now and go, How? Because that's business and that's life and that's the life cycle of things. They must, it must happen, it must, is for rejuvenation. Now, that's not a popular thing to talk about because I don't want people sitting there and being depressed and going, oh, you know, we're all going to die. Well, yes, we are. That's, that's unfortunately the human experience but it's also <laughs> your business experience is going to be hopefully a lot shorter than that. It doesn't mean you're not running great companies. It doesn't mean but if you accept the life cycle of things, you start to look at, is it actually a demise or is it a rebirth? Is it the, the biggest thing I need to actually see is why the company's not working now is the reason that I can now fix the thing there that's going to make this company better or the next company much better. And these are things, it's not people not accepting that. Mm. I think that your company is going out of business. Every transaction, money coming in, staying in business. Money going out, you're going out of business. That's business.
1: Yeah, and it's not to say that if the inevitable bad thing happens that the business stops. It's not saying that you don't mourn for it and it's not saying that it's no. not a sad situation but it is saying to what level do you allow that? I I think, as I said, I think it was two to three weeks of just being very, very tired. Um, and Nige, when we were talking about it the week after everything sort of did what it had to do, Nige said to me the one thing – he asked of me was not to lose my kindness I think it was and the warmth that I have for other people because out of everything that was quite that is quite an important part of who I am and that was a really nice thing that even though I'd lost the business and friendships and money that I still had such a good friend saying to me yeah but you're still who you are that doesn't really change
0: absolutely it's not losing the human part of this and this is a lot more... ...this is a much deeper philosophical discussion around your life... ...and the way you see life and the way you see everything. This experience you're having as a human, it's literally deep down no one accepts it. And that's you know our beauty of who we are is we literally... ...imagine if we did worry about every day not being here tomorrow. I mean we couldn't get anything done or we'd just be complete... You know, ...imagine the world like that if people honestly they understand it cerebrally. Like they understand that that's just the thing that happens but I'll avoid it until I have to think about it. And then you hear people that are get cancer and stuff and going, my God, I'm so sorry for you. And you see this group of some people go. it's actually the first time I've felt like I've been living because I've been I, – I, I almost go for it. I listen to those people and it scares the hell out of me because I just think of, wow, it's taken that. And I'm like, I'm sure on my level I'm doing the same thing as much as I can talk about it. It's not a – you know, I'm not making – um, not I'm not becoming a yes man in everything or decide well I'm going to go skydiving then because what the hell it's just this understanding that your company right now is in a situation based on the economy now it's either going to be the situation that transforms you and turns you into a much better business person or a better company or it's not but it doesn't mean that either way you're not still someone who's capable of running a great business or could grow something else or could um, find different ways to do or be involved with another. There's so many ways that come out of these situations that you almost have to just let go of the outcome. Not that you don't try. I think this is a big difference and we should talk about this a little bit, Lana, is letting go of the outcome doesn't mean stop doing everything you can to achieve the outcome. I think this is a big thing that's misinterpreted by the… Um,
1: misinterpreted?
0: I just think, yeah… Yeah, misinterpreted, is that what I said? <laughs> misinterpreted. Oh, but I think misinterpreted by um, letting go as in not being emotionally attached doesn't mean you don't try.
1: No, you try harder because yeah. you don't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's exactly it where I think most people need to look like they're working really hard because... They want to hold on to what they've got. Yet if you ask those people, take me back through every situation in your life where something hasn't gone according to plan and you're allowed to change it but you weren't allowed to have the lesson, what would you change? And I've never had the situation with anyone with half a brain who would say, I'd definitely change that situation because I don't want that lesson anymore. And it's the same with now. Is what, where's the lesson in this right now? Am I smart enough, good enough, or have the resourceful nature in terms of ability to get up and change quickly that might be able to help me navigate out of this? And I think that's really important is where where are you sitting at the moment by being forced in this situation? How are you responding to it? Because I know a lot of people are doing well, not because their business is growing, they're doing well because they're looking at this as, okay, if this changes, I need to change. Before that changes, I need to try this. Where some people are literally curled up in a ball in the corner. And that's really tough. Um, Nigel, Lana, talk to me a little bit in terms of your observations around where, where have you... If looking back at the times in both your lives where you've had to basically or it's felt like you had to start again, what was the th- what would be the thing you would tell yourself now with the experience of coming out of those situations to help that person then before they've had the experience of going through it? Maybe I'll start with you, Nige, if you...
2: I think any period like this where there's... There's pain that's going to happen Um, and the pain is everyone is changing and I'm going to take your question and just broaden it out um, because I think it applies to most people. Um, Any pain that I've experienced where I've had to start again and those kind of things, the pain is because the new vision or the new world order doesn't match what I had imagined it would be and was striving towards. The pain lasted longest when I stayed attached to that previous vision so i turned pain into suffering because the world wasn't matching up against the thing if i all i'd say is okay aim towards that goal but don't be so linear and so attached to that's the only way that this can happen because i'm at least smart enough to know that i am in most cases not that smart and can't see that far into the future so but if i give myself somewhere to aim at uh, and then be open to the changing world around me or the changing dynamics. That means that while I might not hear the bullseye that I was aiming for, I'm gonna at least get on the dartboard. Um, and that way there's often a new set of things and new opportunities that I weren't even that I wasn't aware of um, that become available.
0: Definitely in that, and I think that's the thing. Starting again doesn't mean literally starting again. doesn't mean you have to shut down what you're doing or completely do something different it could just be starting again the way you're seeing how to operate. It might be starting again the way you market your business. It might be starting again because you've spent two years trying to do something that is not going to work in this new economic environment. And these are the hard things. There's, there's, as we said at the start, varying levels of starting again. But what you were saying there, Nigel, is keeping, you know, being open to the opportunity with a point of wanting to push forward as opposed to, sitting and dwelling turning the the change into suffering beating yourself up every day for something you're actually frankly out of control not not responsible for because you're still responsible you're responsible for right now but that that control where people you're either you know victim or victor the way we talk a lot are you coming from this as victim or victor victim being why is it happening to me victor being this is the situation what do i do next um for the first fifteen years, I think of us in business and Nigel and I and Lana when we we've come out is we don't there's not a lot of victim discussion anymore. And when it's bought up in a way that's even casually on a weekend where we're just having a coffee, it's shut down <laughs> real Sorry. quick here. Cause both ways, by the way, but Lana's particularly good at a sniper shot to the brain if I even <laughs> get on the get on the pathway of um looking at something from a victim mentality of, uh, you know, why is that? It's like, what do you even, like before we even got to it, like, okay, cool. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that lesson. <laughs> That's really helpful on and a weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. But just on the topic of lessons though, because um, it's that common thing everyone is looking for lessons. That is, while I can kind of understand it. Um, I would say take a lesson when it comes. Don't go searching for lessons because I think that feeds into that victim, hey, this is the reason why I'm not doing anything or I'm standing still. So it shits me when I go look for the lesson in that.
1: The people who have to get knocked down so that they can get the joy of building back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful for this lesson. Yeah, but you've made it three times in a month. <laughs> like I'm so grateful for this learning. Yeah, but you've been doing the same thing for ten years. Stop being grateful and then wanting it back again. Make the damn changes. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. That's no, a different. No, so I'm <laughs> gonna do go it, Nigel. I'm cutting that off there. Write it down on the list of topics. <laughs> I am. If I if I get another joyful person who's happy for the lesson that I've seen them comment on five times over the past twelve months, I think the lesson you need to get on is execution, taking action, and analysis. Because people love to be just. I'm learning and growing through this life. My god, it's not a lesson then, it's a movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
2: I reckon if you have to look for the lesson, maybe there wasn't one there. Shit just happened. It's uh, just Okay guys. Yeah, no. Do you know what? <laughs> we got
1: this.
2: I'm um, I'm not
0: for all those out there that are learning and doing that. I'm I am absolutely grateful. I just for God's sake take the lesson and do something with it. Um, I'm going to leave it there. We'll do it on another podcast, Nigel, but I'm going to have to go for a jog in my living room after this. <laughs> okay. Miss <laughs> Alana, what about yes. for you? What would you tell yourself um, looking back now when before you've gone through it that the thing that you should be – the thing that you would advise yourself?
1: Mm. Hard work matters and I know you could – ...possibly disagree with this but...
0: <laughs> ...me disagree with hard work <laughs> matters. Um, <laughs> no,
1: why, why would you say that? Well, because there, there is the opinion of work hard, work smart, not hard. And that I agree no, with.
0: Work hard and smart.
1: Correct. <laughs> is that I, for, for me personally for the last nine, ten-ish years... ...I've worked my ass off. Just because I didn't get the outcome that I wanted. But you did. Well, no, because I wanted the cash in my bank.
0: Yeah, but do, no, no, I'm not going to. You know, this, the whining thing, you've never been okay, in a better position you're in your me life. A question, no, no, right? no. I'm a, do you know what? I have to get, I'm sorry, this is live and maybe Nigel Thanks, can edit Nigel. it out later, but no, nah, that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. You Have you ever been in a better position so in your life? So, would
1: you like me to finish? Eh,
0: I don't know. I'm tuning out a bit. Yeah, I can
1: tell. <laughs>
0: you're done. No. Um, please, sorry.
1: Is that I worked my ass off for yeah. nine or 10 years to get to the sale of the business? Yep. Yeah. Even though the sale didn't go through, had I not worked as hard as I had worked, I wouldn't have been okay with it not going through. Because I do know that I did everything that I could do in order to get it to that position. And so I am a work hard person. I love working hard. So my advice to myself is that is the right way to be. It is not about finding shortcuts or anything like that. It is about... You as a person is a hardworking person, so just keep being that person.
0: Yeah, I think if you can um, base your life on a foundation of hard work, not busy work, hard work, where you you have one ingredient that will cross over into anything you do and also cross over into people that identify with others that really do work hard, not just say they work hard or just – um, give the perception they work out. If you're actually someone who has that trait, you never need to talk about it. No. People seek you out. And it's it's the thing now that we're finding is um, Lana's particularly good at it. Nigel's particularly good at it. I'm pretty good at it but probably more from a surrounding myself now with people who are executionally hard worker whereas I'm a hard worker which is um, I never mm-hmm. stop scheming, planning, looking, doing, finding opportunities. So it's a different type of hard work and you have, to, you have to work out what hard work is for you. But if you're an SME, hard work's probably going to be in delivery for quite a while. Hard work's going to be in um, doing the things you have to do when you're under-resourced. When you get to a point when you've got a few more resources, which um, I'm lucky enough to have now from the efforts of the last 20 years, you start surrounding yourself with people who equally... Um, see life the same way and can then help you accelerate or scale your ideas and hard work. Because as a company I'd say we work hard.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And ha- But hard work isn't just the input. It yeah. is when you've done one thing, you've got another five thing planned of what needs to happen. To yep. me that's what hard work is and I'm not saying that everyone should be in the office at all hours or that you're not allowed to leave at two o'clock, whatever, is fine. But hardworking people the way that I'm – meaning it, are people who know that their job is never done, that there's always something more that they can be doing because that's the road.
0: Yeah, and I I look at it a bit the same way as I look at there's a certain level of output people need to do and then you look at the people. To me the hard work is working out the nuance of mastery in your area. So how do I become a little better at that to make the whole thing more efficient because I think people miss that. And I remember from martial arts days I used to watch people who had world championships and stuff we used to train with and I'd be sitting there and going, why are they doing that half kick on a bag? And I'd be looking at it and I'd like confused at the start and then you realise that they were working on shortening the time between the retraction of a kick because they know they were vulnerable there for a counter-attack. Then you realise, oh, that's probably why they're a world champion and why everyone else is struggling because – I'm looking at it going, how do you kick the hell out of this bag? And they're looking at it as the nuance in something where they think they're weak because where their back foot lands doesn't leave them in a position to move forward fast enough. So they have to work on that. It's like, right, different level. So even when you've got a a level of I'm a really hard worker, you don't want to cap your level at not doing the hard work to find the next step for mastery. And most people get to a point of but I don't know what it is And so I'll just keep doing the hard work and go, well, then you've missed the whole point. You have got to your peak. And this is the thing around the worst case scenario. You have to ask yourself is, am I even seeing the world the way the world is or am I just seeing it for the level in which I'm choosing to stay? Because I think a lot of the times when you have lost everything or there's a chance of losing everything, you get forced into seeing a bigger picture, which generally leads to, blessing in disguise because even with your experience Lana I mean being getting back up on the horse and moving fast it's going 10 times faster than it was back then because you've also got that I guess that bit of extra energy and motivation from the fact of
1: well the I don't lesson- want to be in this situation yeah. yet and also the lesson was I'm actually right I don't have to listen to other people I don't have to bring in other opinions I'm going to do it my way and if it's not working and if I start to feel the way that I was starting to feel I'm just going to cut it off because yep. it's not going to happen again because as Nigel says I'm not going to look for my lesson I've yep. had my lesson yep. mum is going to go make some cash
0: yeah find a new one <laughs> <laughs> no okay. it's a, I think it's a really interesting topic and I, I think for all those who are out there with a little bit of fear it's okay we all have to have this experience if you're a business owner you will most likely have an experience where your world gets close or ends from a business point of view. Don't wish it upon yourself. Don't take risks because you want to experience. But it's just something that you see a lot of entrepreneurs have had a stage where, you know, speak to anyone who's been successful and hear about their stories. They've always got a story of the key experience they had that made whatever they were doing or the next thing super successful because they needed that. So We've had that feeling once or twice in different ways. And it's that, I guess, acknowledgement of this is part of the game. How quickly can I move, pivot, go forward or at the very least don't allow the fear of what if this ends grip you so you don't start working or moving or trying to change because if you can't put that fear under control, because remember what we're saying here, what happens if it doesn't work? If means in the future means it hasn't happened yet so why are you even spending any time on it right now trust me if it does happen you'll have plenty of time to work on it (laughs) because it's happened
2: can i just draw on my um extreme level of uh, knowledge of online car gaming uh, to just form an analogy here Uh, i am as I'm a shit gamer, uh, let's just say that. I enjoy doing it, uh, but I'm not really great at doing it. And one of my favourite things is playing in the car driving games. And just speaking to your point, I came to a discovery uh, 10 years into my gaming life uh, and two weeks ago to really just put it onto (laughs) the proper timeline. uh, In those car games, I would always crash into the car in front of me if there was two cars because I was always looking at the car. So I was steering into the thing that I was trying to avoid. Whereas when I, I just all of a sudden decided to steer, look at the gap between the cars and all of a sudden I was driving between the gaps and finding the thing that I wanted to do. I've
1: just figured out why I always crash. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I kept looking at cars and trying to avoid them and just drive straight into them it's the same thing Any anytime that I've tried to get through anything bad in my life if I've focused on the bad thing I've steered into the badness if I focused on the opportunity I've steered into that
0: awesome. are you trying to say you move into the direction of your focus Okay, you can say it in three <laughs> words if you want to, buddy. No, I'm not. Where trying. the
1: energy goes, the opportunity <laughs> flows.
0: Um, I I just, yeah, this has
2: just taken a nose. Well, are dive we it, aiming no. to get um, a religious tax break here by starting up our own shirt.
0: I'll tell you this much. I'll take any form of sponsorship <laughs> because I think it would be hilarious. Um,
2: Did you just ask
0: God for sponsorship? Nigel. <laughs>
2: Don't. I just said
0: I'll take it from anywhere. <laughs> now, but I think that's a really good point to finish up on which is where, where the situation like this is happening with everyone getting into panic mode, people are changing their environment, businesses changing their form, where is your focus for most of the time? Is it on where the opportunity is or is it on holding what you currently have, holding it on for dear life? It doesn't mean there isn't a balancing act if your companies have got any size whatsoever. You do need to do – you do need to balance. You you do need to put your resources into not only holding on to what you've got because we actually don't know the outcome but not doing that at the cost of looking forward of where the – as Nigel said, where the gap is. And I think that's a really great place to finishing, finish up on because that's 100% where people are getting challenged at the moment. And um, – Really interesting chat. I think something we could probably speak, you know, many, many more hours on. But Nigel, thank you very much for your insight. Lana, thank you once again for um, <laughs> your insight and sharing some of those experiences. Team, we will um, do it all again tomorrow. See you then. See ya. Bye.